as we continue to follow closely St. Paul in the book of Acts, I was thinking about our lesson from Acts that we heard just a bit ago. I got to thinking about why people come to church at all. So I was lucky. When I first came to church, it was because I responded to an invitation. I was in sixth grade, and my best friend, Ed Perry, invited me. We've talked about this before. See, I wanted to be at church because that's where my friends were. But as it came to pass, and I was being prepared for baptism, I began to see what all the fuss was about, about this person called Jesus. And once my church began to educate a foundation of Christ into me, and in preparation for baptism, I began to notice God in Christ Jesus at work, even in my world, even in the world of a sixth grader. And I was given two elements of the spiritual life that allowed my eyes to be opened. And they have served me to this day. So first thing is, is I was given the language of faith. So in the 1940s, there was a linguist named Ben Wharf who was working with the natives, the Hopi Indians of Arizona. And he postulated this theory that claimed that humans cannot think about something for which they don't have the words. They cannot think about something which they do not have the words. Now, I don't know if this theory is even true or in vogue, but as I thought about it in the context of this reading, I thought it seemed true for me. I was given the gift of spiritual language, and because of that, I was able to describe for myself how the Lord was changing me. I began using the words I had been given, words like miracle, spiritual journey, soul. And because of what I was seeing in my life, I attributed it to the Lord. I began to see miracles. The second thing I was given in my spiritual education was assignments. Assignments that allowed me to practice my faith. So I could use my new spiritual language in different settings. So I could practice my faith and communicate in a way that others could understand. Now both of these things came together to give voice and experience to what God was doing in my interior and exterior life. The Lord changed my life inside and out. Now there's nothing private about how God works in people. And I began to think even further about the truth of this statement. How belief turned outward has changed the world. Think of it. Art, music are the first ones that come to mind. And then there's advances in philosophy, politics, religion sought to influence the Western world. The culture. All of this 
the teachings of Jesus. For the most part, universities were founded by the church. Now these are all wonderful, and still the most good has been done by folks who have heard the call of the Lord and set up charities, visited the elderly, fed the hungry. Now to be honest, and we have to be honest, you can't have the good without being honest. People have also done great harm in the name of their God. And yet the good still shines through. Regular, everyday, ordinary people, as well as some extraordinary, talented people, have accepted the Lord and have turned their faith outward to help humanity. And so now we turn to this reading in Acts and the adventures of Paul. So Paul, when he encountered the Lord Jesus, he didn't go to his house and close the door. In this portion of Acts, we see him as he goes to the Athenian worship places and the marketplaces with his faith. Athens was the cultural center of the world at that time. And in the middle of the city was the marketplace where everyone gathered. It was all there, business, philosophy, money changing. It was all there. And just think about it. Paul walking into that area. What did he see? Altars to Bacchus, to Apollo, to Aphrodite. And yet Paul's faith allowed him to see the desire for spiritual peace that the Athenians were searching for through the worship of all these made-up entities. To Paul, the Athenians had mistaken all of the good things in life for the best thing in life, friendship with God through Christ Jesus. Paul saw that these people were enslaved by their idols. And Paul encouraged them. And encourages us to see the idols we make in life. Paul was lifting up this person of Jesus Christ in the face of their own idols. And Paul lifts up Jesus in the face of our idols. See, Paul was willing to say the only way to be free of idols in life is to experience the risen Lord. Paul had this spiritual language and he gave that language to them just as it was given to me. Paul gave the Athenians the language of Jesus and an experiential framework for them to see the hand of God in their own lives. And this is how the early church grew. It grew through the God-given ability to discern how to live a Jesus-shaped life. Paul gave the Athenians a new language and experience so that they could see the truth of the Lord working in their own lives. And they did. To be sure, it was slowly at first. The Athenians began to turn the energy expended in worshiping their human-made idols 
shifting that towards the one true God. And when we look at the story of Paul in Athens, it's a story of one person, one person being changed inside and out, and then simply offering those gifts to the world in service of Jesus Christ. We're all invited to this life. Offering ourselves, our souls, our bodies in service to the Lord. Now, if you're like me, you may think that you don't have much to offer. But this is just simply is not true. And it speaks in the face of the power of God in our lives. Each of us has something to offer. Something. And here's the thing. You don't have to go to Athens and begin converting people. It can be the simplest of things. The gift of hospitality. The gift of writing an encouraging note. The gift of being a friend to someone in need. The gift of going to visit someone who is in the depths of depression who does not know the way forward. You're not being asked to save anyone. Only Jesus saves people. But we, as the family of God, are called into this life of being transformed and then offering gifts to the whole world in the name of Jesus. And we do this in thanksgiving for God's offer of salvation peace, forgiveness, and purpose in our lives. When you think about it, it's the most amazing gift that the Lord has reached out to us, even when we may not have been the best of people. And yet the Lord is there. The Lord has created this faith community and we have opportunities here to return thanks through mission, through ministry, through doing the most simplest of things for the people of God and for the neighborhood outside of these walls. This is the life that Paul describes for us when we read his adventures in the book of Acts. And we are all called to this life.